Hey guys, welcome back to Chaos Movies. Man, I've got a real dogfight on my hands with this movie. I watched Hunter Killer. It's a 2018 film with Gerard Butler, Gary Oldman, Common, and Michael Ninquist, I think it is. I think he's dead. I think he died recently. Um, he was in um, Shooter and uh, also played Vigo in John Wick. Um, look, this movie is a mess. I mean, it tries to be good. To be honest, you could just skip my entire podcast if you want to go straight to a submarine movie and just go back to Hunt for the Red October or um, U571. I mean, <clears throat> at least I think they did a better job at just the whole submarine world. I mean, I don't like submarine movies at the best of times because they're kind of, you know, it's, you're underwater, right? It's It's crazy deep, um, I just, claustrophobia, drowning, all the, you name it, no windows, I guess that's probably one of the funny things, but um, it's just, there's just so many, I've got a lot of problems with it, and I mean, they're not massive problems, but they, they're just noticeable, real easy, like, the movie starts off, you know, um, submarine chase, they don't even tell you why, a cat and mouse game between America US and uh, and Russia and of course the Russian ship blows up or gets shot at or whatever and then of course Americans are like hey what's going on here and then of course they get blown up so therefore the whole story to this movie is a third world war and it seems to me like they're trying to they made a movie to try and create I mean just to show you the battle between Russia and the US um, and that's how they started you know two ships down doesn't know what happens and then of course there's like a a retaliation thing because the Americans thought it was them first so therefore they send in some people so anyway the way it kind of sets off after all the explosions and that Common the rapper I loved him in John Wick 2 and I loved him in a few other movies um, especially Run All Night He's a fantastic um, hitman style guy. But he plays an admiral, a rear admiral, two-star. And um, you know what? I think it's a terrible idea. Uh, he just he, – he walked bus into the command room in the Pentagon and he's captain in the defence headquarters there who's basically briefing him on what's happened. And admiral just – keeps walking to all these screens like he's trying to figure, like he's, he's not in there. He's got these team of people that have basically figured out what's going on through all the, that's their job. And then he walks in, looks at a screen, nope, nothing here. Walks to that screen, nothing here. Walks to that screen. Meanwhile, the captain's telling him everything that's happening. And then he doesn't even stop to listen. He just throws a little, these little rebuttals or these little, little replies back to him. And then until the captain comes out and just basically says, their last check-in was two hours ago. They haven't checked in yet. And Admiral turns and looks back with a worried look on his face. I'm like, man, I was like, that captain should have said that straight from the start. He should have come in and said, hey, Admiral, last contact from the um, uh, from the Tampa Bay, USS Tampa Bay, was two hours ago. We haven't heard from him, sir. And he'd be like, what the hell? What's going on? Hey, guys, talk to me. Let's go. No, instead he just walks around looking at all the screens like he's going to find some shit that just basically says, submarine on the bottom of the Russian floor, we shouldn't have been there 
and uh, we haven't heard from him two hours. No, 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 he just totally blows past the captain. That's like a key thing right at the start of the movie. You want to you want to set the character up, right? You want to set him up so you can go, okay, cool, this guy's going to be good. The next failure is friggin' Gary Oldman's character. He's, I mean, he's, he, I don't know, he's, he's like the admiral of all admirals, I guess. They're basically the joint chief of, um, uh, sorry, he's a uh, CJ, yeah, the joint uh, chief, joint secretary, whatever it is. I don't know. Chairman of the Joint uh, joint Secretaries, that's right. So he's like literally the highest dude up and he only answers to the president. Anyway, he's got an admiral stars on and all this kind of stuff. He's sitting at a table. His jacket doesn't even look like it fits him. And he's sitting there popping some sort of B vitamins into his freaking drink and the cameras just focus on that. Like probably, I don't know about you, but you haven't Barocca, it's because you're lacking in something. You probably had a big night before. So I'm not sure. if Maybe if he was drinking some Pepto. Pepto-Bismol, which is, which is that pink shit that they drink over in America that everyone has an upset stomach, so you drink that. I'm not sure really why they showed that. I guess it was to tell you that he's under a lot of pressure and um, yeah, because he's these two guys in front of him that are ranting about politics, about Russia and all this all this stuff. And, and then, of course, Common busts through the door and just looks at the Admiral, doesn't say anything. And you, I mean, idiot. You know he needs to tell him what's just what he's just figured out, and they they end up leaving the room, the Gary Oldman's friggin' room, which is probably safe and secure and whatever. Then they go out into the center of the I assume it's the Pentagon. I don't know. The floor's got the tile on it with the with the American seal, and then there's some decorated memorial behind them, while the camera's basically three sixty and around them. They're having an open conversation, and you're like. So hang on, you wanted him out of his privacy of his own quarters to take him out into the middle of the lobby while everyone's walking around him and talk about the, the, the secret nature of what just went down in Russia's backyard. And then, of course, he's worried about the, class, the classified information that's on the, the USS Tampa Bay. And Commons like says one decent thing. And yeah, what about the 110 men, sir? He's like, oh, yeah, 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 them too, them too. And I'm like, fuck, he's supposed to be like the chief of the frigging... I don't know. That that just those things don't sit well with me at the start. And as I said, that's in the first ten minutes of the film. So you know, um, I, I, I yeah, not really sure where that that goes on. So of course they want a uh, submarine to get out there, and the only one close enough in the Yukon is um, uh, the USS Arkansas, which was a not a decommissioned um, submarine, but it's a hunter killer submarine, which I think hunter killer just means assault submarine. And uh, the Tampa Bay wasn't one of them. The Tampa Bay was a totally different sub. And they don't have a captain for it. And, of course, uh, Admiral Fisk, which is common, has gone out of his way to put a, you know, put a, um, a new captain in there. And, of course, the Admiral's like, well, I don't know, like, who is he? Where, where did he come from? He goes, oh, he's his stuff here. He goes, what, you know, what? What rank was he or something like that? He goes, no, he was never at the Annapolis, which I, I assume I had to do some research because that's where you go to train, right? It's where officers go to become more um, when they're about to take their own ship. So in this case, Gerard Butler, um, who plays Captain um, Joe Glass, um, which is friggin' hilarious surname to put into a submarine, um, and that's who he chose. 
Like there's no, there's no backstory. There's no nothing. Uh, it's just, yeah, he's in the area. He's in Scotland. And the um, USS Arkansas Hunter Killer is also in Scotland. Not really close, but, you know, close enough. So he's like, okay, whatever. Well, we're going to go over there and see what's going on. And then, of course, this movie is big on scenery. Um, and I'm not sure if it's really necessary, but there's a reason for it, I'm sure. But uh, another one, another new thing that bothers me, and it wouldn't have bothered me like a year ago, but now that I've gotten into archery and whatnot, I've noticed a few things about, and obviously I listen to my man Joe Rogan on his podcast, and I noticed a couple of things. They they sort of pan over the, 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 over the mountainside, and there's Dry Butler sneaking up with his bow in the snow, approaching this mossy green rock. And on the other side of, of this lake is a massive, massive elk, right? Big antlers. Big trophy as a motherfucker, this thing. And he's got a goddamn timber recurve bow. And it's got no sights. He's crouching down. He's wearing camo gear in the white snow. He's just got a green beanie on. He's shaking like, like crazy. And then if you, I don't even know how to gauge the distance, but when they originally look at the elk, it's like, I don't know, 100 metres, 150 metres to the other side. And not only that, you can hear the wind sort of howling through. And he's got a recurve bow. I was like, even even with a compound bow, you wouldn't, and sights, even the best, I mean, it goes against the ethics of hunting, right? The ethics, ethics of hunting is that you want to be at, I mean, I'm talking yards here just because that's what I hear him say, you know, 45, 50 yards. That's pretty freaking close and that's why it's so hard because they generally smell you if you're upwind and uh, they'll run away and, and you know, and, and then you want to get them and this beast was big, so you want to get real close because you want to make sure you kill, not wound. Um, that's what I've sort of picked up on and then and he's holding the bow with he's two, he's ring finger and his pinky sort of slip it, slipped off the edge. So he's holding the the grip of the bow with two fingers off, offset. I'm like, the, the bow is supposed to rest on the inside of your thumb and your index finger on that palm part right in that U-groove. And basically when you draw back, it just, you know, it sits there. You don't really even, you don't even really grab it. He's just, yeah, it's just, it, it just doesn't look like he's got a very good grip on it. Anyway, I mean, look, that's just, that's just poor, um, what, set design. I'm not sure there's people that do those types of things that um, sort of, I mean, especially if you're going to have one person in a shot and this is all he's got and it's close up and it's supposed to signify something, hunter killer, you know, it, that kind of thing. You want to get it right. That part they didn't. And then, of course, he doesn't take the shot because um, a doe rocks up or, you know, let's just say the elk is – Elk's girlfriend rocks up with with their baby, which at the start when you saw the elk from a wide shot, there there was nothing behind it for ages. You, you can't see. There's a little sound snippet. You can hear something like a doe, like they added it in. But in the in the wide angle, there was nothing coming. This guy could have sat there for probably five minutes and nothing would have appeared. It was so such a long shot. Anyway, so that's what happened, which tells me, in a sense, he's not ready to kill or fire. I mean, he does fire on someone later on, but I guess that's just because 
you know, if the guy's really, really bad, then you might as well. But throughout the rest of the movie, he has a hard time pulling the trigger. And of course, it works in, works in his favor. Um, you know, and look, we only scratched the surface on about 15 minutes this movie. Clearly, I'm not going to go past half an hour with it. Um, it seems to me like they spent a lot of time um, just setting this movie up to advertise the mightiness of or the, the, the might of the Russian and the uh, US Navy uh, Northern Fleets, I think is what I saw it written on the screen. And there's a bit of a coup involved. It's kind of it's kind of smart in a way, but then it's also just back and forward kind of shit. I, I'm not the the scene where they're I've just never seen submarines do this kind of stuff. Um, there was, I had a problem when Gerard Butler finally gets onto the ship or onto his he basically let he's on the deck. He's looking good. He's looking down at this lucky coin that he's had. That has a story to it. You only hear a very, very brief part about it. You don't even know what happened. It's irrelevant, obviously. But he's looking at it, and then, of course, his XO comes over. XO's never met him before. He's like, hey, Captain, I'm XO Brian friggin' Edwards. And he goes, here's your orders. It's sealed. Top secret. And he's like, oh. You know, must be a bit of a you know, must be a bit of a hurry. And as soon as Commander Glass opens it up, he's like, "Exo, recall the crew. We'll leave as soon as we possibly can." And the first thing he says, instead of "fucking aye aye, Captain," is, "But sir, we've been given two days to uh, recreation." It's like, bro, you just handed him a sealed top secret thing. This captain's been given to this ship on short notice on helicopter he flew in immediately and your first duty as his right hand man because XO is the captain or is a captain but let's just say Dry Butler is a CO because he's the captain of the ship but uh, yes they're both captains so it's preferred to be called XO so it saves some confusion but his first orders as right hand man is basically just a just a question it and then of course he, they come back with some sort of jargon that I suppose real captains wouldn't even say he'd be like I gave you an order, son. Go do it. Instead, they go, okay, how about we devise a plan? Because how many pubs are in this place? And he's like, hey, two. And he goes, okay, how about we devise this radical plan where I'll go to that one, you go to that one, and we'll get it done, huh? And I'm just like, what the fuck? I don't even just re- just reply with the same order you gave him. That's an order. Okay, so no worries. This whole movie, this XO questions him the whole time. I didn't like him. I didn't like it all. Like the whole time, questions everything he did. Because Joe Glass isn't a captain, but he just got made one. So it's like the first thing is, is like this guy hasn't got any street cred. But I guarantee you, just because you come out of Naples, all decorated and shit, where they go to learn how to become the commanders, admirals, whatever, that there's more respect there. Because there's a monologue. Let's let's just let me just tell you, Gerard Butler does a lot of monologuing in this. I think it's like a lot of monologue. You'd say three. Um, and the first one's when he gets on the ship and they're just like, uh, captain on deck. And he said, we're ready to go, sir. You know, everyone's like, we're ready to go. All the all the sectors on the ship, you know, I guess it's got something to do with like uh, the driver, the diver, the friggin' shooter, whatever you call it. They're like, we're ready to go. Okay. Grabs the grabs the um, speaker into the comms and he's just like, proceeds to talk about himself and how he used to be them and 
he could have been better than them, but he's not going to be. He's just now the captain and, uh, you know, perform your duties, you know, at the best of your abilities and, and we'll get through this. We're going into enemy territory and all this kind of stuff. I'm like, okay, cool, cool. And then after that, he then proceeds to tell them that the USS Tampa Bay has been shot down and they're possibly sunk and the crews are dead. It's like, holy shit, man. You should have gone off with that at the start. You, instead, you ch- the, the script chose to get the captain to like, or get the crew to relate to the captain um, by, you know, doing his life story, which wasn't even a life story. It was just basically, I used to be a mechanic and I used to be a tube cleaner and I used to be this and a scrubby and now I'm a, now I'm a captain, so fucking respect me because I've been where you are. Oh, oh by the way, you know, your, com- you know, your, your, your crewmates from another ship are dead. Um, we're going to go sort it out. All right. Uh, XO, you have the floor. And then walks out. I'm like, hold on, bro. <laughs> like, hold on, hold on, Captain Glass. Uh, you were up there to tell him where you're going. You didn't even, I actually rewound it. I'm like, hey, I, just, I just skipped it back and went, nah. Skip it back again. Mm-mm. He didn't even end up telling them where they were going. He just walked up, monologued, told them about what happened to the other crew, and off he went. And then they spend a bit more time just cruising the boat a lot, cruising the submarine on top of the water, and then they do all the – I mean, I'm sorry, Gerard. I love you, man. He's a good guy, but he's a great actor, but you just don't sell it. He spent three days on USS uh, – I can't remember what it was, but he spent three days with the director and uh, just to, you know, and they said they picked up on some things and some nuances and I was like, okay, so they wanted to give this the movie a little bit of flair and I guess that might be the fact that they gave the ship a front-end nose camera, like a fucking GoPro under the water and they look out of it a lot and I'm like, I'm sorry, I thought submarines were all sonar, maybe the new ones, maybe this is what this movie's all about. It's 2018, so maybe this movie was meant to meant to be a sales pitch um, or, a, you know, new technology because I don't know why you'd put out new technology about that. Um, you know, it's like that movie Battleship, terrible movie, uh, but that was just a one massive movie to basically show you the might of the US Navy in Pearl Harbor. And maybe this movie was too, but then it also tries to do a couple of other things. You know, they have this little scanner missile when they want to go get to the, the, the site where the two ships went down. Um, and they shoot this little droid out the shape of a missile and they just cruise it around on the ocean floor like it's crystal clear and they can see all the damage that's happened. They take photos and they come back out later on and then, and then obviously they go into a you know, fight scene with this hidden Russian sub and um, I think it's called an Akula, Akula sub, which um, Akula means shark in Russian, so it's part of the shark sub world for the, the Russian fleet. It's just real thin, you know. Um, plenty of other things. The, there's a coup that goes on and it's the Russian, uh, one of the Russian... Um, uh, figureheads who, as long as he is in possession of the Russian president, he is able to make, uh, so say if the Russian president is in trouble and this guy's next to him, he can do whatever he wants because the Russian president is indisposed. So he's at liberty to do whatever he needs to. And that's where he wants to, um, that's where he's been setting up this war. So 
uh, to, to get America involved and America would shoot first and, you know, America does what they do best, send in a special team, like a, like a, like a, a Navy SEAL team that go in as ghosts so they're not allowed to know. And that, that team is shaky, shady at best. They argue with each other. There's one guy, the, the leader of the team, just go, has a massive shit go at. He just, this kid doesn't do anything wrong, but the leader of the SEAL team just hates on him every second he gets. I'm like, hang on, you're, you're about to go off in Russia and put each, each other's lives in your hands. You think you want to just lay off him a little bit because, you know, you're going to want him. Yeah. Anyway, that's, a, that's another bullshit thing to go down. And... Yeah, it, it just it has moments of brilliance that could probably work, and you know, look at Red October was um, a defected, a defecting Russian, um, highly decorated Russian admiral of the of the thingo and of the sub, and you know he's got the new technology and he's trying to defect. You don't know that, but he's trying to defect, and of course it's America chasing him. That's a Jack Ryan movie, and um, it's. It, it's great. It really works. Sean Connery is the best. U five seven one had a great storyline. This one was just all about them. I mean, it's, it's like that. Uh, I think X Men did the same thing. You know, trying to trying to fight, uh, trying to create a war with Russia. It's the swordfish thing, right? Trying to trying to create, you know, attack here, attack your own country to protect your own country, right? To make it look like no one's ever going to hurt you. But in this one, it's like the Russian president is still in Russia. And as long as the Russians um, don't know that he's got control, then this madman dictator can take over and, and start mobilising the fleets. And, of course, America will do the same. Um, I have two more decent problems with it. And one is just how they, they send a bloody hunter killer through the fjords. And this fjords is just crazy set up with so, like sonar bombs, mines, um, Everything, um, metal detecting systems that will go on. It's just a huge minefield. Of course, um, the, the, they save a Russian captain from one of the sunk vessels on the floor of the ocean and they bring him on board. Everyone hates him, even though they can prove it wasn't that no, no one started. The bomb had gone off from inside the ship, so it wasn't, there was no intent or malice. It was just from his own side. So they, they use that against him to help him. But the whole American crew still hates on this Russian captain because he's Russian. That's the main thing. They, they know he didn't sink their vessel, but he's Russian, so it's going to hate on him anyway. Um, there's the divide we talked about in earlier movie um, uh, reviews that I've done. And, yeah, so they use him to navigate their sub through the thing, and once again the XO is just arguing with the captain over it, and he's just like, mate, do you want to – do you want to live or do you want to die? Because basically this bro is going to just take us through and, and guide us through because it's his backyard and he trained everyone here, so that's it, you know. Obviously, this would never happen, but it did happen in this movie and there's just disrespect everywhere. There's jokes, there's laughs. It's just the, the, the how this submarine turns. I mean, it just, yep, turn left now, bearing zero one zero, and they just turn and you can see the submarine is just super small, in the film and the, and the yeah, just not, none of that adds up. That's what I mean. I'm not an expert in sub um, submarine warfare or anything like that, but it's just sending a massive American sub into a fjord with a little sub attached to the top of it so they can go rescue. What they end up doing is wanting to rescue the president, the Russian president from the coup. The Americans get the Russian president and that's it. They've got this SEAL team on the ground 
reconning the entire Russian naval base and sending it via satellite back to the Pentagon using a secret frequency that the NSA gave them, which later gets tracked by the Russians. So they start looking for these seals. But guess what, people? If you had footage of the Russians, wouldn't you just fucking email that shit to the generals so you can prove that this the president has just been a coup has just been run on the president? They have footage on it. They got they got a submarine drone footage, they've got actual laser targeting footage, and then they've just got general satellite footage. And you watch this guy literally execute members of the president's secret service. Um, in, into the water. And then they run the president back inside like it was all just for them to see or for us to see. No, 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 of course, they, they capture the president, put him on the submarine, all hell breaks loose, there's a lot of fights and people die and shit like that. And once again, America now in the shit because they've got the Russian president on board their submarine in Russia with no possible way to communicate because they're on the bottom of the floor and the Russian captain that's on board that American sub trained the destroyer that's coming after him. And the the weaponry on this, that's what I mean. It's like a massive dick flex. They're just like, yeah, check out my, check out my, it's just like a massive campaign in a movie to let the world know the Russians, Russians have got some shit and America can, you know, it, it just seems like a, yeah, big, uh, a big ad. You could say so. If there was ever a, a third war, world war, that this is the movie that would uh, calm it all down because, oof, you know, these two captains can work together, then why can't the world and sort out their stuff? But, you know, they forget one thing the president in this movie isn't Putin, and the president in the American nation in this movie isn't Trump. Not only that, it's a female president, and she doesn't even get to say much. The guys are basically yelling at her, telling her what to do in a in a briefing room full of like 50 people. Oh, man, just what a mess. And if you just watch the movie for entertainment value, maybe, yeah, okay, but as I said, don't bother. Go back and watch you, you 571 and Hunt for the Red October and and Crimson Tide even. Go Crimson Tide. That's freaking good. That's the one with um, Denzel in his younger days and Gene Hackman, I think. It, it just It's not worth it. it it's... It's, it's worth it because it's got modern tech and it's got pretty cool sound and, and um, you know, CGI and computer stuff and whatever. But other than that, it just looks like Battlefield, a uh, Battlefield, um, Battleship, but in the subworld. So not as, not as Hawaiian, obviously, because it's, it's filmed off the coast of Russia. Um, and, yeah, it's just... No, I don't, I don't really rate it. It was, it was funny and I got to really work on my review skills here with um, just picking up on a lot of different things now and and I normally just watch a movie and go, oh, yeah, cool, that's believable. No, nah, I'll stop it. Like Geostorm, I got like five minutes in, was like, I can't even do this movie. It just doesn't know what it's doing. And I've heard Greenland's coming up um, with Gerard Butler and apparently that I, I've, I've seen some things about it. I'm looking forward to it because it's going to be, going to be totally different to the usual end of world um armageddon style movies so let's see what we do with that but at the moment look hunter killer why not just call it assault submarine but no hunter killer is probably a sounds cool but it just yeah i don't know
have a watch if you're interested or just have a listen to what I've said about it. And uh, yeah, as always, uh, appreciate you listening. Catch you later. Bye-bye.